Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. A, a woman in the Philippines just had a, a baby boy, and the dad got her to agree to name the kid hypertext markup language, otherwise known as HTML. Wow. Yeah. Okay. He's a web developer and loves his job, so that's one reason why they did it. He actually, I guess, convinced his wife to do this. Now, his family has a long tradition of weird names. He goes by the name Mac, but on his birth certificate, it's Macaroni85. <laughs> Maybe that's when he was born. <laughs> yes. And his sister's <laughs> legal name is Spaghetti88. <laughs> <laughs> What are you named after? Uh, pasta. <laughs> That's right. Consumed right before I was conceived. Now, okay, he can shorten that to Mac, and that makes perfect sense. Yes. I'm trying to figure out how you shorten spaghetti, though. Spag? Sp- hey, Spag. <laughs> you call me Hag? It's no, my Spag. Sis- my sister Spag. <laughs> Hetty. I guess you could go with Hetty. Right. Hetty would be fine. Yeah. Anyhow. Not exactly popular. HTML. I, don't, I think the child should be taken away from you for naming it HTML. I, I am not uh, totally against, what was it, did we say Norway? One of those countries, yeah. Iceland? You have to get permission. Said, you know, there's, you got to get permission. In fact, I think one of them put out like, you know, here's 1,800 names you can choose from. Yeah, pick one. You know, Bjorn, Sven, and <laughs> a couple of more. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But uh, there has to be some sort of, you know, and these people are going to be like, well, I can, it's my life. I can name them whatever I want. Mm. The thing is, yes, it's your life, but it's also their life. And they're going to grow up. And they're going to grow up you. past this and have to live with this yeah. for the rest of their life. Yeah. I remember there was always stories of like somebody wanting to name their kid ESPN and right. Metallica. And, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Hi, I'd like to be a lawyer at your firm. Okay, your name Metallica. Right. Yeah, no, it's just, it's just not right. But anyhow, I guess in the Philippines, they got a lot of things going on in the Philippines. <laughs> they got more bigger issues than stopping some guy from naming his kid HTML, I guess. One of the great things, I guess, about this pandemic is it has kept the bridezillas at bay. Right. Because weddings were canceled for I the most had part. A lot of them, no. Well, they're coming back, and so are the bridezillas. Great story of a, uh, uh, a bride who... Uh, she decided that she was going to tell everybody that was coming to her wedding that they must spend at least $400 on the gift. Wow. They that, put a minimum? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, it gets it gets better. She, um, you know, when you go to a wedding registry, sometimes you want to uh, have an option of sort by price because, you know, you might like the people, but I don't want to give them a $900 vacuum. Right. You know. Um, but this woman, she posted a gift list on Facebook, which was packed with luxury items. Including Gucci or Louis Vuitton purses. Oh, my goodness. New floor tiles for the entire house. <laughs> a new car. Car? A car. She wants a car. Really? Yeah. Thanks for inviting us uh, to your wedding, and here's the keys to the Mercedes. Wow. Um, it's a bold play. It is. Any high-class painting or decorations... Or four hundred dollars in cash. Now you can. She's willing to bend here. You can give her four hundred bucks in gift cards, but only to the following places. Get out. Yeah. Fifth Saks, but she calls it Fifth Saks Avenue. Right. Bloomingdale's, Nordstrom's, Calvin Klein, Gucci, something called Sprouts. That must be an American place. Whole Foods, and then she calls KitchenAid, KitchenMade. 
Right. And appliances must be worth over $350. Are you kidding? Yes. Must be. Now, here's the other little loophole. She's willing to uh, to bend on the 400 bucks, but you got to consult her first. <laughs> she says, uh, I'm expecting everyone to spend at least 400 bucks. She said uh, she'll accept slightly lower amounts, but you have to ask her first. Oh. Can you imagine <laughs> that poor groom-to-be and his wow. cojones in the jar on the mantle? No doubt. So well, they'll be in a very nice jar. Oh, they will. A $400 <laughs> jar. That's a, that's a Saks of that's a Mason Jackson. jar. No, no. Wow. That's a Bloomingdale's uh, jar. That's, uh, well, because normally when you register, you go to a store mm-hmm. and you pick a store or two or, right. and and you just register for items there. This sounds like she's just sent an itemized list of things that she wants mm-hmm. and their price value. So I guess there had been a, a screenshot taken, which has been uh, floating around, but uh, she has since taken down the Facebook page. I guess she's taken all oh, so So she put it all up on a Facebook page yeah. of what she wanted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You think, so someone must have gotten to her and said, <laughs> hang on a second. Yeah. Slow down. And I guess the, you know, the bridezilla thing might get a little crazy over the next year or so because people who have put weddings off have had an extra year mm-hmm. to plan oh, exactly yeah. how they want things to go. So they've been just bubbling under. <laughs> yeah. I don't know that we ever did the registry anywhere. Oh, well, maybe we did. I think we did it at, like, the Bay or something. Right. What did you, did you guys register well, somewhere? I think we had one at, at the Bay. And, yeah. and Golf Town. Yeah. <laughs> no, gift cards for there only, please. $400 plus. <laughs> yeah. We were at, um, we, oh, we registered at Aren't We Naughty? Right. We said, <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes when people break up, you know, one moves on and, and others just can't get past it and get on with their lives. And there's a couple women here uh, who seem to be in that camp, a woman in England got on Twitter after her ex liked her on a dating app four years after he ghosted her and just disappeared. So they had been dating. Okay. Then he saw her again on the dating app, liked her, and probably had completely even forgotten that they had dated four years (laughs) earlier because that's what happens with dating apps. You date a lot of people. Right. Uh, So she liked him back and then sent him a message that she said she has a four-year-old kid he might want to meet. Wow. <laughs> uh, just to be clear, she doesn't have a kid. Okay. But he didn't respond, and he ghosted her again. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta go. Uh, and this one uh, is a pretty good revenge uh, trick if you're looking for something to uh, pull on an ex. A woman on TikTok split up with her boyfriend in 2016. And for five years, she's been getting back at him by flooding his email with spam. Every time a website or an app requires an email address to go through a paywall, she uses his. Wow. <laughs> oh. So he just gets more and more newsletters and alerts for things he didn't sign up for. And he has no idea why. <laughs> just a couple of things you can consider. Mm. If you ever have to deal... Uh, with an X. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. That's really good. Yeah. yeah. I think you know, that mo- down. Most people are just, you know, streaming to Netflix and stealing that for a few years. <laughs> That's right. Wow. Yeah. You know, and this is, th- listen, when, when you're heartbroken over a relationship, social media must be a real killer. Because, you know, before there was social media, you broke up, 
They went on with their lives. You went on with yours. Your heart broken, but you never hear from them. You never see from them. Maybe right. a friend says, oh, I bumped into so-and-so, or she's now dating what's-his-name. But that's really kind of it, you yeah. know. Now you could just spend your days torturing yourself on their Facebook page and looking at their photos. Yeah, I, I, I guess. And I guess the decision comes when you block certain things, mm. right? Like you can limit what you post right. or where it goes, whether or not they see it through other people's means or mm-hmm. not, right? Yeah. They're getting updates from their friends who are still, you know, if you if you broke up. You know, with Maria, mm-hmm. and, and you had to delete each other from social media. You'd have to delete all the family, mutual friends, perhaps. Right, right. right? You'd have to find the connections. Okay, well, who's going to be showing her things that I post? Yeah, I, you know, I'd probably just shut down all my social media for a bit. Yeah. you know, and so there's people who just can't. Yeah, oh, can't no, do that. No, no, right, and and many as well who have moved on, who are happy to have moved on, mm. and they want their exes to know it. Right? So they're posting everything they can. The last thing I need is to see Maria getting on with her life and doing all the things I always <laughs> held her back from. I don't need that. <laughs> Kevin Hart's been on a bit of a, a rant as of late. He was, oh, yeah? Yeah, he was being interviewed uh, in a British newspaper. He considers cancel culture to be out of control uh, right now. He says if somebody's done something truly damaging, then absolutely a consequence should be attached. But when you just talk about nonsense, when... When did we get to a point where life was supposed to be perfect, where people were supposed to operate perfectly all the time? I don't understand. Well, he was a big victim of it with the Oscars, That's right? That's right, yeah, yeah. And an old past tweet. He says, the last time I checked, the only way to grow up is from effing up. I don't know a kid who hasn't effed up or done something dumb. Yeah, he's got a point. Yeah, I don't know that you can necessarily go back and... Uh, Especially when people apologize and, and certainly realize whatever they did in the past was wrong. I mean, if you're not willing to you know, kind of fess up and, and own your mistakes, then, yeah, maybe there's something there. But, uh, yeah, none of us can walk through life and say we never said or did anything wrong ever. No, and, and there are many things that we can excuse for being a different time, mm-hmm. you know, in a, mm-hmm. a different uh, in a different age. And some things don't age well, but... Again, that's, you know, for that reason. If it's a pattern of behavior, mm. uh, then certainly needs to be called out. And and again, yeah, if if an apology is given, you know, if, if you know, people want to back up their work and say, you know, if Kevin Hart was like, well, I said it, I'm, you know, it, it was what it was, and that's fine, and not apologize for it. But I believe he did apologize for it and say, this is not who I am, it was making a joke. Yeah, and I don't even know that comedians need to apologize for things they said in their stand-up routine. I, I kind of believe uh, the likes of Bill Burr and others. Look, at people paid to come and see me. I was in a theater. They got babysitters. They came out for the night. They know what I'm about. They like the things I say. I'm not going to apologize to someone who's never been to my show, never saw me, just saw a three-minute clip on YouTube and got offended. Right. You know. Uh, so, yeah, comedy is one of those gray areas where they can say things because uh, many times the comments they make, especially if they're political leaning in their comedy or just uh, very much of the time and making observations, those are observations based in comedy, and yeah, some people aren't going to like it, but this that's is what they're there to do. The internet and social media really has its downside in, in that it gives an opportunity for comment where one isn't necessarily needed mm. uh, or <laughs> or deserve, right? You know, because in that example, yeah, someone who sees it for the first time and doesn't know him, mm-hmm. you know, offended by it. 
and, and doesn't like it. You know, no one is going to, no joke is going to impress 100% of the people, mm. right? You know, there are people who are just, you know, oh, I didn't find that funny or, or I found that offensive. Um, and, and much like the one star reviews left for places as well, you know, you look at, you know, th- if you're shopping, you see people. I was looking for something yesterday. Uh, it was a Father's Day gift I was, I was looking at. And, uh, and it had a one-star review. And it was like, uh, everything worked fine, but I, I didn't like how one part of it. Like, one aspect of it. Like, how that becomes, goes from five-star mm. to one-star in a hurry uh, is so crazy. And I've seen a couple of comments now, a, a couple of restaurateurs after last weekend, uh, you know, the first opening weekend, and getting one-star reviews from customers about service and, and, and wait times. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the first weekend back mm-hmm. when the restaurants open. You know, please, some patience, or at least, you know, let us explain what happened instead of just putting up a one-star because you didn't like it. Did you get yourself your Father's Day gift? Is no, that, I didn't were, get you sh- were you shopping for yourself? No, I wasn't. No. <laughs> I had to hold back. A whole list of things I need next week. And then Kevin Hart goes off on uh, something else. He gets uh, some somebody, a uh, Twitter troll, uh, was telling Kevin Hart he wasn't funny. And so Kevin decided to basically list his resume to him. He says, quote, I've had three stand-up comedy specials that fall in the top ten grossing comedy specials of all time. Two of my specials are in the top three of all time. I've been the highest grossing comedian in entertainment for years now. I've also been the highest grossing comedian in the box office with over $4 billion in earnings. I've also uh, turned my comic talent into a place of business and branding and radio and other revenue streams. Uh, he says, I rarely talk crap, but I felt the need to today. He says, if you're laughing at a millionaire, the joke's on you. Well, listen, uh, Kevin, you know, why would you even bother if you're that successful one troll? And listen, in my humble opinion, the guy's not wrong. I don't find Kevin Hart funny for a second. I've sat through his stand-up and haven't even smiled. Well, I, I, I disagree. I, I, some of his stand-up I don't get, but certainly I think overall he's a funny dude. And he's funny when he's just talking. In interviews, he's yeah. great. But uh, it's, his comedy is, I mean, it's so basic. But the same, you know, I'm married, huh? It's tough. Like, it's just not. But he's successful? Yeah. You, know, successful. you, you can't, can't judge it. You can't disagree with it. You can't judge well, it. I can and, disagree and, with it, but well, I can't. No, but, I mean, you, you know, you can't. The fact of the matter is. Oh, he's a success. He's, he's a success. very successful yeah. comedian. It's just and, not funny. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, to go back. And sometimes you just get fed up and you've had enough. And the same thing happens for us, too. Right? And like, you just uh, you have people throwing it at you. Just uh, enough is enough. You can, you can comment all you want. Right, uh, I guess, but I at some point you may get a comment back. Well, yeah, I mean we do, and sometimes if somebody comes at us with "you're the worst," "you're not funny," "you're stupid," "you're dumb," "shut your mouth," "you don't know what you're talking about," I mean I'll give them one response. It's usually fairly quick, and then if they want to keep going, I just say, "Oh, we're done." You know, you can like me or not like me. That's your opinion, and I just I never respond to them again. You know, I don't. I don't really lose. A, I kind of like the idea that people hate us sometimes because yeah, well, no, at least we, they're listening. Yes, it works. You know, yeah, we have. <laughs> believe me, we have some who hate us so much they have to listen every day. Oh, Hello okay, to you, yeah. by the way, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> and they're. They can laugh along with it or hate along with it. Mm-hmm. You know, and many times, like you know what, you want to try it. Mm-hmm. Grab a microphone and do it yourself. Mm-hmm. Right, and many are doing it at home with much less success. Oh yeah, yeah. And, and you know to go after you know, part of the fame. And, and what I don't like is people will say, "Well, that's what you get for being famous," right? As if that's you know you have to take on the crap 
uh, for it as well. Uh, I don't, I don't, you know, I, I don't know. It doesn't seem to bother me uh, that much. I really, I mean, I get, I get wound up when I'm responding to somebody, but. I don't no, know. I'm not like talking Kevin, about me. I don't consider myself famous. I think mean, like Kevin Hart. I yeah, mean, but you it's know, now almost, you gotta you gotta put up with people who don't like you uh, and don't like your material uh, having a comment on it. And if you don't like it, shut mm-hmm. up and go somewhere else. Yeah, you, you know, there's there are a million other comedians mm-hmm. that if you find funny, that's great. If you don't find Kevin Hart funny, why do you have to go and comment and say I don't find you funny? You look like an idiot for doing it. I don't know. I don't know that I totally agree. But then I don't find Kevin Hart funny, so maybe I'm, you know, the, on the side of this yeah. guy. I agree with this guy. But look, if you went out and spent money on a Kevin Hart show, and after the show, on your way home, you think, well, that wasn't funny at all. I don't think there's anything wrong with you going online and saying, just went to the Kevin Hart show, and I didn't find him funny at all. I yeah. think you can share that opinion. All right, you can. But if you're Kevin Hart, who's just made, you know, $4 billion, what do you care if, you know, Joe the, the plumber thinks you're not funny. I, I would have just ignored it. It kind of makes Kevin look very thin-skinned and insecure. Well, I think uh, that is probably one of a million <laughs> comments sure. of that nature that yeah. he gets and he finally just snapped and said, hey, buddy, shut up. And if he's getting a million of them, yep. what does that mean? He's, he's doing not, well. He's not funny. <laughs> Ted Breeder joining us for Helinda's Meats. Good morning, Ted. Good morning, Craig. Good morning, Lucky. Morning, Teddy. When the, we're in the sunshine and getting ready for a big Father's Day weekend. Yeah, yeah. The most popular weekends of cooking all year long. Yeah, probably for grilling, the most important. And actually, I read the other day that even with Father's Day, men who love to grill don't want anybody grilling for them on Father's Day. Oh. You can buy them the steak gotcha. or the chicken or whatever he's grilling, but leave the grill alone mm. to Dad. So don't put up a fight. Don't be offended if Pops wants to do the grilling. He just loves to do it. That's for sure. Yeah. That's what it's all about. I remember growing up, my dad would uh, fire up the wheelbarrow, and uh, <laughs> he would cook uh, a Father's Day steak for himself and the family, and that was it. You didn't mess with the grill at that point. It was his domain. Yeah. And I, I think, too, especially if you're going to go buy, like, a, a premium cut for your father, it's it better to give it to him and let him grill it the way he wants to do it. And that way, you can't know, blame you. you can't blame you on it either. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Let Dad do it. Dad enjoys firing up the grill. So does Mom, though, you know? Mom likes to get out there, too, and flip it around. Sure, sure. Now, uh, of course, the, uh, the, the number one, the, uh, the piece de resistance, the, the, uh, the perfect steak would be the tomahawk on Father's Day, yes? I would think the tomahawk is a pretty nice cut of meat, but uh, if you don't want to spend for all that bone that you can't chew, <laughs> uh, just go with a rib steak, a nice thick okay. rib steak. Boneless is beautiful, a New York strip, a filet. Uh, even a flank, if that's what you want. A steak is uh, is an awesome, awesome piece of food. And uh, I got to say, it, it ranks up there on my uh, top two list. That and a burger. Mm-hmm. And what? burgers you've got this weekend too, Teddy, because uh, the burger box is out at the joint. We are we're launching on Saturday, so Friday you'll be able to go online at uh, at the EldoradoGolfClub.ca and go under. Uh, Ted Reader Barbecue, the joint, and you'll be able to find our burger box, and you can order one up. And so what comes in our burger box, it's a box uh, with eight burgers. They're eight ounces each of freshly ground uh, chuck and brisket. So we make them, we make the burgers on the day. So you order it Friday. We'll make the burgers on Saturday. You pick up Saturday afternoon. You get eight burgers in a box, eight ounces each. 
you get eight brioche buns. You get eight slices of cheddar cheese, eight slices of our craft beer bacon, our in-house made mustard fried pickles and onions, tzatziki sauce, our woozy sauce to baste the burgers as they're grilling. Okay. All right. We give you some tomatoes and we give you some onions to add to it. And you build your burger box. It's uh, You go home, you open it up, and you grill it. All the burgers are are uh, packed in two packs. So if you want to grill two or four or six or eight, you're more than welcome to. And it's all set and ready to go, and it's nice and easy. I got to tell you, too, that tzatziki sauce, I was eating that with a spoon. It's and so I'm good. Dipping everything into that woozy sauce. I get woozy <laughs> after eating your woozy oh, sauce. The, woozy, the woozy's got some uh, stout beer in there. It's it's pretty tasty yeah, sauce. It's, it's that's great. What we, that's what we based on our burgers at the joint. The burgers too, when you uh, take them out of the box, they're just beautiful. You can just see all the marbling in them. They're really really quality uh, burgers. Burgers in a box. It's uh it's heaven in a box, Daddy. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And you know, just one thing: if you think the eight ounce burger is too big for you, mm. you know, you can cut it in half and reform it, and now you have two four ounce burgers. Okay. Do the math. Okay. It's nice and easy. <laughs> Let me see. Half. Yeah, even I could figure that out, and I can't figure yeah, out yeah. much. Well, you're going to have a hard time all day long with that, aren't you? Uh, I remember. Didn't okay. you fail grade 10 math, oh, functions and relations? Grade, grade 10? I can pass grade 3 math. When my boys were in about grade 6 and needed help with their homework, I'm like, go to your ma. I don't know what we're talking about here. I can add and subtract a little bit. Outside of that, it's all calculator. All right, Teddy. If people want to, if people want to order the burger uh, burgers in a box, which will be uh, available on Saturday, starting Friday, or they want to talk to you about grilling a steak for Dad on Father's Day or any other uh, cooking on the grill, how do they get a hold of you? You're going to find me in social media at Ted Grills or at Ted Reader Barbecue The Joint. Rock mornings with Craig Venn and Lucky, ninety four nine The Rock.